Okay. Uh, is it moving? It looks like it's moving. It's moving. Three, two, one, go. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 15 of the Kicking About Podcast. 15. 15. We're hitting a good... Uh, yeah, you can probably hear Ty in the distance there. We're uh, working on a on a two-mic system today, so me and Ty are sharing. But so, Ty, how are you doing? You're back with us. Yeah, so back for again. anyone who's wondering why the quality of the last uh, episode... Well, supreme. ...when eventually it will be released was a bit lower than it usually is. Oh, well, you're we all know mate. why. The MVP of this podcast. We all know who that is. We got so much done last week because you weren't here. Mm-hmm. What was it messaging me saying, oh, Ty, we need to shoot with you uh, on Friday? I can't remember. Yeah, because we wanted to go home to watch the Norwich-Newcastle yeah, yeah. game. Yeah, we wanted to go home. And also, you've already got about three yellow cards to miss an episode, so... Yeah. Three. I, I think actually it's actually only two. Nathan. How many is the suspension? It's only two. We said three. But no, this is, this is third week. This is third week. Uh, also, just, just so everyone's aware, before we started shooting this, uh, your boy Nathan started saying, um... Is, should we really shoot today? I'm, oh yeah, I'm not did. really <laughs> feeling like... You're trying to quit today. <laughs> hey, you know, I'm tired today. Some, yeah, of, so some, we. Of us, some of us have been up since half past five. And yeah, it's so currently now half past seven. Oh, here we go. So have I. I've been doing it. Oh, you're off for a week after today, aren't you? I am. Yeah, some of us have to get up at half five again tomorrow. Hey, you, the two weeks that you were off, we didn't record. Also, I just we record? S- we did record. I just want to say this. I don't know how this man was able to get a December off. In the busiest year. Hey, look, we can't take we holiday were. from il- from the eleventh onwards. My holiday ends on the eleventh. Ah, this man is he's, he's too smart. He knows the game. The, the thing is, the first year I started working where we where we worked at, uh, one of my managers said, "Hey, before the hol- the holiday blackout starts, you need to get some time off." Hey, I just uh, took my fair. manager's advice. That's fair. That's fair. Um, talking of good old times, though, um, we wanted to start off with a a quick. Recognition and maybe a tie apology. Um, I'm going to give myself the recognition because it turns oh, out wow. I did call the Ballon d'Or top three correct. <laughs> and I did go Messi, Lewandowski, Jorginho. We did. We, 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 we talked about it last week. He wasn't here to confirm this. Yeah, I wasn't here to confirm yeah. it. I have to say, because uh, Nathan was trying to say that I didn't confirm that Lionel Messi was going to win it. But if you listen back to the podcast, you will listen Which episode and, and was it realize, again? I think it was like episode, was it episode uh, eight or seven. Nine, nine, episode nine. nine. What I then said was I paused and I realized exactly how the voting system works, which leads directly Well, I had to convince stakes. you. Yeah, you had to convince me. And then when you said it, that's when it kind of knocked into my head that I think when we, were, when we saw the prediction, when we saw all these names being listed off, I realized that, look, I think the Ballon d'Or is not really about merit. I don't think it is really true. No, it's about not. It's merit. brand recognition. It is all about brand recognition. And, and I can see why now... Uh, this is why uh, it brings us straight to the tie stakes, which is, I don't think. Wait, 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 wait! Before the tie stakes, you need to. We we need a typology. A typology. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, what, what for? You know, because Nathan got all three predictions right. And no, and if you Top listen three. to the part again, it all says, it all confirms everything I was saying before as well. How many did you get right, Ty? Um, I, I didn't get any of them. Actually, I got Lewandowski a second. I got Lewandowski a second. So I got one out of three. Yeah, but the man I'll got three that. out of three. You also got one out of three, Tim. Hey, look, I think, I, you, said, I, I think you said Messi, Jorginho, then Lewandowski. I'm not boasting. You're I, the one boasting. I can't lie, Ty. Um, you're turning out to be a bit of a predictions fraud here. <laughs> you know, um, me, me and Tim uh, pulling up predictions every week in the actual fixtures and <laughs> now with the Ballon d'Or. And you're just, you're just here. You're just making up the numbers. Okay, look, look, look. I even predicted that Man United will win the Premier League this year. And it feels like if I predict you to win something, you're doomed. <laughs> so Man City... So what you're saying is you cursed us. Uh, yes, yeah. uh, you're welcome. But are you sure you still want it, Oli? Or are you actually kind of grateful that I said that? What's this? Oli. If, if I had said you weren't going to win it, and then Oli stayed on, would you have preferred that outcome? Or would you have preferred that I say you, you're going to do well, cursed you, and now Ollie's not there. I want Oli, I want Ollie to succeed in Man United. That's all I ever wanted. Oh, that's sweet, isn't it? Carry at the wheel, at the wheel, carry at the wheel. Hey, look, sixty-six percent victory record, no losses. I don't know where you go. He's better than uh, Tuchel, uh, basically. Three goals, con- <laughs> three goals conceded. That's literally half the tally we've conceded yeah, this whole Premier League. You're, you're absolutely right, but we, you know, 66% victory record. You so did concede twice against Arsenal, and we did not concede at all against Arsenal. I don't know how we won that mm-hmm. one. I watched it. It was... Um, uh, Ronaldo. 
Yeah, yeah but like he was pretty bad the first 30 minutes. Oh, but when you have Ronaldo on your team, you, I can suppose so. you can pretty much get to the moon with sticks and stones. I suppose so. Anyway, what's the high stake this week? The Ballon d'Or is now just a useless trophy. I don't care about it anymore, to be honest. You all touched upon it in the last podcast about how Mendy was robbed. It's a popularity contest. They give they give international markets the chance to vote on who their best player is of the year. That's the idea of the Ballon d'Or is who's the best player that year based on their performance. But let's all be honest. I don't think Messi won because of his performances. Yes, he performed at a very high level. But Copa America. What, what Lewandowski did last season and the season before that was just ridiculous. They even had to put a, tr- a side trophy for him just to make sure Striker of the year. that they just somehow you know, make him feel better. Right? Like, let's all be honest. I don't that, think that he felt better. <laughs> I don't think he did. I think it was actually just a slap to the face. I think... I think you're right in the fact that it's a popularity contest. But I still think Messi deserved to win it. Um, it's I tough because Lewandowski I think Lewandowski well. deserves it more. I, I, th- yeah. I think what would be interesting is if they did the... I, I see this post a lot every single year where you could only win the Ballon d'Or once. And you look at the winners of the Ballon d'Or if you could only win it once. And you'd have so much different variety in there. Like Van Dyke would have won it. Lewandowski would have mm. won it. Um you know, if the 2020 rendition would have stood, Jorginho would have won this Ballon d'Or. Um, but you would get, you would have so much more variety, and it makes it much more competitive and enjoying to watch, knowing that you do actually have a chance of winning the Ballon d'Or. And I think as well, if they did it, maybe similar to that, where they found a way to restrict it, so you wouldn't have only it being about like I don't know, m- players who are popularity-wise known more across the globe. Like not many people knew of Mendy up until he signed for Chelsea, right? So if you're expecting anyone from South America to vote for Mendy as their choice of Ballon d'Or, you're really asking a lot of questions that are never going to be answered because this is how it's voted for. It's journalists around the world who only see probably highlight clips of these players. And I'm, I'm sorry, Messi looks a lot better in a highlight clip than a goalkeeper making a save. How did Donnarumma get number 10? Yeah, I, I don't understand how Doruma got it. Like, the, you look at the players behind, mm. uh, uh, behind him, behind him. Yeah. Uh, uh, at the end, I just feel like it's a marketing to marketing tool now. You look at so um, Adidas unveiled like seven goat statues outside the Eiffel Tower like the day after. Like, how do you get stuff like that prepared so quickly? Yeah. Yeah. So it has to be like there must be some sort of like awareness behind the scenes of what's going on. And for me, that just feels a little bit disingenuous. And also quite political, I think, because you're asking people who aren't tuned into these games in the same way that, for example, even we are. That even we are, for example. So in a season, we can all recognize that, yes, Lewandowski played his heart out, right? But I'll, I'll be honest with you. I haven't seen that many German Bundesliga games. But how many people will watch Barcelona play around the world they'll probably see more of Messi than they'll see of Lewandowski. So the moment you show them anything about Lewandowski, they'll say, I don't know how this guy is better than Messi because Messi is the best player in the world. I can't argue that Messi is the best player in the world because if I choose Lewandowski, I'm now saying that Messi isn't. And so for me, the way they're structuring these, I guess, results has to change. It can't be the same players winning it all the time. And I agree with you, Nathan. I think by someone winning it once makes it more special or creating some kind of cap like every now every five years you can only be nominated once or you can only win it once but you can't win it again because then it changes the way in which i think people are able to uh to at least vote for them because i think last year the best players if we're to take individual performance even for our team i think mendy was a much better player than Jorginho over the last year he was that much of a difference maker because without mendy he was the difference for us last season. His individual performances is what literally changed our entire season. Yes, Jorginho played well for Italy and for us. I won't deny his impact. But if I was to choose one player who stood out, it was Mendy. And to see him not even be in the top 10 and to see Donnarumma, who was injured most of last season and then wasn't even the Champions League. Yes, he won with Italy. But even now for France, he's second fiddle to, to Kaelin Navas. 
And look at his stats. What is this? 27 clean sheets, 29 conceded, and two trophies. As opposed to Donnarumma, who had 54 games, 14 clean sheets, 47 goals conceded, and one trophy. And also, Mendy's save percentage is ridiculous. I think it's 89.2%. And this isn't just like low-quality shots. These are high-quality shots. And for me... That just shows that the Ballon d'Or is dead. I don't think anyone... I think this year people are starting to realize that more and more. I didn't realize it, it happened. Not going to lie. <laughs> really? I didn't... I didn't like, like... Previous years, I think I'll be like on Twitter. <laughs> like Obviously, I wouldn't watch it, but I'll be on Twitter like waiting for it or refreshing, whatever. Like This year, I was like, oh, whatever. I just got on with life. Yeah, it's a tough one. I, I agree with you, to be fair. I think Mendy deserved it more than Jorginho did. But I think especially after watching the Chelsea game in midweek how much of a crucial player Jorginho is. And I feel like he is a bit underrated, um, but Mendy was by far the best performer in, in the Chelsea team last year. Um, you know, you look at his save from Benzema in the semi-final of the Champions mm-hmm. League. Um, some of the saves he made, even in the Champions League final, he made a couple of good saves. And there's players in there who maybe deserve credit who don't get it as much. Um, but it is all about them big names. It's the players who make international press, who make the newspapers, um, and who bring in money, really? That, that, that's what mm. it is. It's players who will bring in money. Who brings in attention? Who will draw advertisement funds? And yeah, you're never going to beat Messi and Ronaldo, are you? There's never going to be a chance that anyone can beat Messi and Ronaldo. And I think that's that's what I guess maybe next year is going to be more exciting to see is Messi's not performing this year. I think Ronaldo is he's still playing really well, but I don't think he... The main is not going anywhere, so yeah, he's right? not going to... Yeah. So his individual merit would be harder yeah. to argue for. I do for. think there is some like you know meritocracy in 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 the Ballon d'Or, but like it's I say it's fifty fifty. Yeah. It's not like hundred percent meritocracy. Like look at the the year that Luka Modric win, right? There was so much turmoil between people as to who she whether he deserved it or not. I mean, I his, think he did. I think that year he performed well, but if we if we had what Nathan was proposing, which is a way in which we have not every single year the same players get nominated. Then I think that changes things. But I remember then it, it helps players like Modric who have a great season not yeah. be compared to oh, but Messi is a, is the best player in the world. It's like we're yeah. not saying he's not the best player in the world, but this year he wasn't. That year was one of the years where I was most interested in the Ballon d'Or, as well as 2019, where uh, Van Dijk was very close. Like what appeared to th- mm. the hype around Van Dijk winning it was very um, apparent, and I think, yeah. I I just think like yeah it's for me it it has lost its um allure yeah and attraction like you know Messi is a Messi is a seven time Ballon d'Or winner to to me he's like okay cool yeah whatever man like no one is denying his you know his ability as the best player in the world right? yeah. one of the best players in the world right but yep. I think the Ballon d'Or shouldn't be about that and I feel like it's grown to be that over the last couple of years. Yeah. And the way in which the voting works, it has to change. It can't be that way. They can't give players who, you know, statistically are actually better performing than others not win it. Because all of us for goalkeeper, we all were, we all said Mendy. I don't think any of us even thought he it wasn't the best goalkeeper last Dean year. Henderson. And everyone was saying he was the best goalkeeper last year. No one has said he's not worthy of it. Hendo. If it was a trophy for sitting on the bench, then maybe. Ah. Hendo <laughs> is the most valuable player ever because he brought MVP De Gea back on again. What do you mean? That, what the De Gea that hurt his ankle and let Emil Smith-Rowe score past him last night? How many times? Did he just uh, see so, okay, one goal so or two we're, goals? We're going to talk about Man United in a second, but um, uh, I, I believe what happened yesterday. I'm not, I, I completely agree the goal is should, should stand, and it did. But I think what happened was, I think it did hurt. Like He, he didn't realise it was Fred that was stepped on his ankle. <laughs> And then what he what what he, what I think was what happened was <laughs> the moment he realised oh crap you know it's hit the fan now mm. I have to continue playing on with it like he has to continue with the act yeah but did you see Fred Fred is funny because the moment De Gea falls he raises his hand like there's a free kick knowing <laughs> that he's I, the one I don't, who I don't think he knew you know no I, I think okay it's the way that he was so convinced that it wasn't him he's concerned yeah he, uh, yeah. <laughs> he was so convinced it wasn't him uh, that when you watch yeah. the playback yeah. he looks like an absolute donut <laughs> he, there were there were many points in the game yesterday where I thought he was lost 
Um, it, it, it just felt like United was extremely unorganized in the final third. Um, we won, I'm not going to say sheer luck, but we won. It was a quite lucky that we, it was a, anyone could have won that game and not because they, either side were good. Yeah, I can't lie. I didn't, I didn't see the game, but from what well, I heard, Fred had another solid performance. And I think against I don't think and against sol- Chelsea, he, he's he, been he, a very He, he very, contributed very key moments. But also, we were down 2-0. Well, not 2-0. We, we conceded two goals. Yeah. He had a big part to play with it. Yeah. And just like how he fluffed that shot at the end of the Chelsea game against Mendy and just kicked it straight back into his arms. Yeah. Go on, then. Uh, you said you wanted to talk about Man United. So, go ahead. Uh, Tim's takes. Manchester United. Well, the floor so is yours. Well, uh, well, you guys have to pr- help me with German pronunciation. Um, what's Krankenwagen. <laughs> It's well, the only my, word I know. Well, my friend yesterday it's, uh, kept Ralph Rudnick. Yeah, um, my friend yesterday co- kept calling him Ragnarok. Because <laughs> he can't. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna expect um, to see uh, what's his name, Korg, pop up and say, "Make, uh, <laughs> <but laughs> make." But I think, I suppose, like Ragnick. When, when what? what? Uh, uh, Rudnick. R- yeah, that Rudnick, guy. Yeah. Um, such a Man United fan. Can't even pronounce my own manager's name. Um, <laughs> interim manager. Yes. Interim to the interim, if uh, any office fans out there. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I'm very, I'm, I'm slightly baffled by this decision, I suppose. Because we have a chairperson, we have a football director, and like it took, so from what I've read, they weren't going to fire Oli. If it were, even if it was a loss, it was just because we lost so badly that we decided to fire Oli, right? So, so it, in my head, so maybe change was needed to coach a coach a Cristiano Ronaldo United team. And again, all of you know by now, I'm super pro Oli. Love the guy. It made me cry watching his exit interview. Um, really? it, you know, yeah. Did you did you watch it? I I saw it and I could just I I just think he didn't have to do that. That to me sounds like that was you know, I know people don't don't say this word a lot, but man up, bro. Like I get it. It was a club you loved, but that's not the right time. It's like if they did that thing to to Lampard, it's like you were you you had bad performances. Just own up to it. Don't start going around here saying like, "I tried, I tried." We all know you tried. We get it. And I think the club did him dirty by having that video be made. If he if he requested it, you know what? Kudos to you. But I think the fact that they that he had to almost almost make it feel like it's okay. Chelsea's never had a player like Oli Gunnar Solskjaer. No, no, no. It's almost like if they if, if they made it they made it feel like, oh, um, here's this guy who we just had and it was his dream to be a Man United manager and he failed and now we have to kick him out. I was like, you know what, I actually liked what Oli did with, with, with Man United. I think he deserves more props. And I think that video for me tarnished a little bit of that professionalism that he had and made him seem more like it was just a, a nice little dream to have him in the seat. The Ollie at the wheel time, as opposed to Ollie was a really, was, I think he was still a really good manager. I think he still deserved to get to the end of the season. And I think the way they, what they did was, I think, dirty. I think it wasn't his fault that the team wasn't working well. I think he needed better back staff. So what Man United do in the future, which I think is probably something you're going to run into with, Ragnick well, uh, on I, there. I suppose I'm just really confused about the appointment mm. and the type of appointment he is. So if if we're saying that he's good enough to become, like clearly he is a planner. He's a he's he's took small clubs to do big things. So either we hire him as a full time consultant. So either we hire him as a consultant, like I said, or as a as a full time coach. And. I just don't get it. Like, uh, what's the what's the end game here? I think the issue is from everything he said in his in his press conference so far. Because obviously he had his first press conference today. It's is Ranić a good option for a coach, or is he a motivational speaker? 
and he's he's he talked the talk so far and he he was very you know very in depth a lot of people were very impressed with his with his analysis of the Arsenal game and with how United have played so far and how impressed he was with Ronaldo and how the one thing he needs to address is the the defense because they're leaking too many goals and players these days in the modern game need to be more physical like it's great yeah. but how does he implement that what's he going to do in the next 6 months that's going to turn united into a team that look dangerous again because old trafford hasn't been a th- hasn't been a fort for a long time for united no. they're they're leaky at the back their defense isn't solid and i, I get it Varane's out maguire's not performing but there's just something that when you play united However, however dangerous they are up front, whether it's Sancho, Lukaku, uh, Lukaku, Sancho, Ronaldo, um, Fernandes, no matter how 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 dangerous, uh, how how dangerous, Fernandes, oh, taking my mic. Uh, how dangerous they are up front. You always feel like you're going to score goals. It's FIFA, isn't it? Bruno Fernandes. So uh, it it looks to me like Man United are in a place similar to where. I guess Liverpool were in between that period and like the just before they had Brendan Rodgers, where they were just really unclear as to exactly where they wanted this team to go and or the club to go. But I think they're in a position where they have such great players. Like on paper, their their players are I would say maybe even better than Chelsea's players. Like if you look at individual individual lines. Mm. I think what makes Chelsea and even players like City better is just that the management, the coaching side of things, is that if Pep Guardiola loses a Bernardo Silva, you don't feel like they're losing someone very big because you know they're going to be smart enough to know it's going to replace them in that position. Whereas with Man United, I feel like if they lose like a Ronaldo, for example, there might be more of a panic because it's like, well, now that they've lost this player, can the club actually be able to find a good replacement? So that's maybe a positive of having a, a, a Rugnik. I think that's how you say it. But I also wonder, what what are they trying to achieve with this? Yeah, like, exactly. What is this four, you know, eight month? He said he didn't join Chelsea because of whatever reason, you know, because it was four months. But this eight month spell, what what can fans? What should fans expect? What should they really want? Mm. Because if he's here for a short time and then to be an in, and then to be in the club role as someone who's going to guide the club to a better pasture then isn't it better to have hired him in a different role and then have an interim manager who's just going to stabilize the ship until you find someone else because in his interview he says he's aware they're going to look for someone else so what's going on at this club what's going on at man united where is this club going it 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 today one of our colleagues uh, i had a question to ask him and he said you know, he runs a tight ship. Um, and Man United just feels nothing like a tight ship, if anything. It just feels like people just like, yeah, that's a good thing to do. Let's just do that. Let's do that. Let's. Let, there's no, like, long-term goal. The long-term goal was Oli's going to get it right. Because we're, we're talking Man United, the biggest club in the world, and they're having to appoint an interim manager. They can't bring in a manager halfway through a season that's, can have that half a season to build a team for next season because no matter what happens if Man United sign a, a new manager in the summer if they don't stick with Ranić, that manager is going to have to take three four months to implement his tactics get mm-hmm. his players in he's not going to be able to get every player he wants in, in the first transfer window it's a case of Man United are going to start playing a certain style of play and when they get comfortable with it it's going to change mm. and then we're going to see a drop off in, uh, of Man United at the start of next season don't get me wrong we may see we may see a good positive start like we did with Nuno at Spurs, but mm-hmm. then yep. what happens after that? You know, they, they drop off while they get used to the tactics. And well, even like Man United had a good start to the season. What if what if the players don't don't get on with him? Because yeah. the players stopped playing for Oli. That that same starting lineup started playing for Carrick. Mm. Like wh- why? And also, you you mentioned there a uh, good point there, Nathan, which is the style of football is. I felt like they had Conte in their mind. Was when we fire Oli. We want someone who's going to stabilize the ship and really get the players they have to work. Because that's what Conte did at Chelsea, right? He had this good group of players who have had won a Premier League before. And when he came in, he was like, look, this is how we're going to play. And this is how we're going to fix this mess. That way we can actually start competing for titles. Jurgen Klopp took more time. He had to build something, which is what we thought they were doing with Oli, right? Was yep. 
build him up to be like a co-op where he can have the pieces together. And it looked like he was close. And as we've all mentioned before, the mistake they made was going for Ronaldo because he was never meant to be a Ronaldo-type manager who could you know, manage a Ronaldo. But they went for him, and I guess this is the bed they made, and they, they got to lay in it. And now it's, well, if Rudnick is going to stay as this overseer role, what kind of manager wants to be in a club like that mm. now? Like a big name. Yep. Like, why would Zidane want to come to this club? Well, and he doesn't want to. Whatever he says is going to have to go through that, Ferguson, and the other board. Yeah. And then what kind of manager, wh- who's out there, who's left? The only one I can, th- I think that some of the names we, we chucked along, uh, maybe it wasn't on the podcast, maybe at work or something like that, was I said, you know, maybe Mancini, he's won something, but he's not going to do that because he's got Italy in the World Cup next year. Okay, who else is next? The only name I can think of the top of my head is Roberto, uh, Roberto Martinez, but he also has Belgium next year for the World Cup. Also, Luis Enrique. I've heard his name being thrown around. Luis Enrique. But again, yeah. he is also thinking World Cup next the year only with name Spain. Who's in left? My head that I think sort of makes sense is Pochettino. Yeah. Um, but, but has he, he won anything? Though? No. But that's the thing. I think Man United is such a poorly ranked club at, in terms of an executive management point of view yeah. that no... Any smart, successful manager can see it from a mile away. And I think it's... Uh, it's and yeah. yeah and, it, and it's just not an attractive job. Like, you go into a job, right? Think, like, I suppose even for us lads, mm. when you, when, when you, let's say we're going to look for a new job. And in, in that job hunt, you want to look for whether or not that job can provide you with stability, mm. with growth opportunities, with resources to help you excel. Mm. And Man United you know, just doesn't look like, look like it is able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And when you look at um I guess other clubs like even Arsenal now, right? Yeah. As as f- much fun as I make uh, out of them, they've stabilized with what they have. They've realized where they are and they've recognized okay, we cannot be competing with the best teams in the world right now. Let's just tighten our ship and get that sorted. Even smaller teams like Brighton have a way of in which they are working. They're like, okay, we can't get the best players in the world, but we have a manager who plays a certain type of football. Let's provide him with what he needs. Right now with Man United, it seems like they're not, they're really looking for answers in places where they shouldn't be looking for answers. Because the answer to them is not necessarily just going to be a director of football. It's them recognizing, okay, if we're going to commit to a certain way of going by things, we have to commit to it. They've tried, obviously, the Mourinho's and all that. And I think Ollie, this is why I think Ollie deserved more time. And needed to stay at that a, b- a bit longer was they gave him three he was there for three years mm. you might as well get to the end of the season yeah. you might as well get to the end and say this is it it's different to i don't know if you know he had um uh, he had ronaldo and everyone else he got to the end of the season and then we're trying to now create reasons for him to stay we could have gone by the end of the season been like look he had all the weapons to do something with the club and he failed to do so and now they're bringing rudnick what is he going to do might as well appoint him you know, full-time. You know, let the players get used to him. Let mm. the players play a certain amount of football. Let them prepare offers for players in the next season to then signing up. Because if not, we all know Man United pay the Man United tax. Yeah. Every player they sign is an extra 40, 50, 60 mil above any other player. And now they're going to face that again Maguire. if they have to find another manager to try and convince other players to say, please play for us. Oh, a 20 million player? Oh, 60 mil, 80 mil, 100 mil. And now you're back again and wondering, then why didn't you just keep Ollie? Yeah, I. there's just no clear exit plan. I think if you're going to, if you're so certain of Ollie, a 4-1 defeat shouldn't be the decisive factor to completely change your mind 180. So what you what you're saying is what what we can see is that they weren't sure from the beginning. So if you weren't sure, then why didn't you get rid of him at the start of the international break like everyone else did? Uh, yeah, and I, sh- I just I don't know. Um, it sh- it just feels it just smells of incompetence. Yeah. And then it gave um Edward what an excuse to stay for another few a few months. <laughs> yeah, true. What? Anyway. Keep him around that little bit longer. Keep him around anyway. a little bit longer. Anyway. Uh, anyway, uh, Ty, I understand you have a, a a fun segment. So 
a couple of weeks ago, there was a segment that where Tim absolutely nearly destroyed all our equipment yes. in excitement and joy after thinking that you know the game was rigged against him. When actually he no, won. I, I didn't say I was rigged against me. I just didn't think it's, it's going to you know work in my favor. Yeah, and he, I feel like we should have recorded it live. The, the, we should have. We, we should have filmed we sh- it. We should have really filmed it because it was a beautiful moment. Yeah, it will live in my mind forever. <laughs> in history right there. Um, but uh, so this segment is, I don't know. what Did you have a name for it, Nathan? Did you name it before? I can't remember. I, I called it Tim versus Ty. I don't know. Oh, so this week it's Nathan versus Tim. And it's simple. I've got, is it, did you have two players before or did you have three players? Three players. I have three players that I have. And all these, uh, all the boys have to do is they have to uh, give me, uh, they have to set questions for me. And they all get uh, three questions each. And then they have to guess who the player is. Uh, five right. questions, sorry. And once it starts to get riddled down to more and more and more as to who it is, then I can start to say, okay, yes, yes, yes. And whoever gets it right gets a point. So you have three chances. Um, because Tim won last week, it means Nathan. Well, the last time we played, yeah. Yeah, last time we played, it means Nathan. You get to ask the first question. What, what's the category? Because obviously, yeah, I, I, category. I, mine, was, mine was Premier League and it was, I can't remember what it was now. I had a category. Y- young player, was it? Uh, I can't remember. I called it top, oh, top four talents, wasn't it? It was oh, just right, players okay. from the yeah, top yeah, four yeah, teams. Yeah, yeah. So what's, what's your category? Uh, my category is um, players from below the top 10. It's very nice. Bold. Nice. Tim's going to win this now, and I'm going to be very embarrassed. <laughs> okay, hold it. And that's in the Premier League, by the way. We can load up the table, right? Just to, just uh, to know. No, that's cheating. That's not, that's not cheating. Because well, I, 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 okay, I gave okay, you the four okay, teams. Okay, I gave you the four teams. Again, again. So we'll just look at the table, nothing else. Okay, are we, are yeah. we including 10th place or below 10th place? Below 10th place. So no Leicester. So, no so 11 to 20. 11 to 20. 11 to 20. Currently accurate as of this morning. Yeah, Currently table. accurate as of this morning. Okay. Yes. okay hold on. If, if, if I move here, if you keep your phone tilted, yeah, then yeah, we can yeah. both lean in. So, so okay, just, yeah, so yeah, just yeah, for yeah. the reader's edification, um, it is um, the 3rd of December. Um, the table reads as Crystal Palace, Brentford, uh, Aston Villa, Everton, Leeds, uh, Southampton, Watford, Burnley, Norwich, Newcastle. Yes, that's the, that's, that's the one. So Nathan, uh, you get to ask the first question. Okay. Are this? Hmm. No, hold on. Do they play for a team located down south, <laughs> i.e., London and below? No, 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 no. Hang on. <laughs> that's a bit too specific. That, I don't know. That's, that's a bit cheating. That, that's that, not the south. Yeah. There it is. We're in the south. Yeah, there's five teams that are from the south and five teams that are from the north in that <laughs> list. Yeah, but Norwich is not below London. Anyway. Okay, I'd, I'd, well, I'd class the south as, you know, not Midlands above that area. Anyway. No. This is just the first play, by the way. Okay. Is this, this is where you don't know your geography, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> is this this play- is why I'm mean thinking about my geography. Is, thinking is, this, is this player a midfielder? Say that one again. Is this player a midfielder? Yes. Nathan, so your go. So a northern midfielder. <laughs> yeah, so a northern team, which I mean, I'll give this to you. It's gonna, it's gonna be then a midfielder from either Aston Villa, Everton, Leeds, Burnley, or Newcastle. Um, I like how he's helping the competition. Oh no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna help out because you know that that reduces it a little bit. Because we all want to go home. <laughs> we, we all just want to go home. Um, does this player hmm, play in claret and blue? <laughs> what? Say the question again? Villa. Does this, no, and, and Burnley. Burnley are claret oh, and blue. No. Is this player Sin Maximan? No. Oh. You just guess it. I am helping you out here. You're not helping me out at all. Um, okay. So, mm. who does that leave? Everton, Everton leads Newcastle. You have okay. two questions left each. Is it my turn to ask? Uh, oh, three? Uh, yeah, I guess. Okay. Yeah, three. Because we three. asked two. Three. Oh, okay, yeah. 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 So, Ever- Everton, who did I say? Everton, Newcastle, or 
Or Leeds, I think, yeah. Leeds, okay. Oh, it's going to be Leeds, isn't it? I just know it is. Uh, <laughs> did this club... Is this club managed by Marcelo Bielsa? <laughs> <laughs> no. Is this player English? Yes. Wait, wait. I just have to make sure I know that one. Sorry. Do you have Wi-Fi here? Yeah. Do you mind if I just use your thingy? I'll, I'll open a new tab. Yeah, hold on. I was, trying to, I was trying to look at who... Insert elevator music. See, he, he, yeah. He's picked the player. He doesn't even know where they're from. No, it's because I always think one way and then I always realise it's the wrong one. When, you, when you're done, just go back on the Premier League app so I can look at the team. You know what, I'll, I'll close it. Five years later. So who is it? Uh, so it's uh, Everton or Newcastle. Okay. And this player is English, yeah? So this is why I wanted to check. He's I picked a player. He doesn't even know if they're... The player is not English. The reason why is the player always makes them up as being English, but then I realise he's always never English. So I just had to make sure. No, he's not English. You just like I said uh, Everton or Newcastle. Okay. Is... The player, Ryan Fraser. Correct. Oh wow! <laughs> wow! That was Absolute sorcery! Wow! What a steal from it's Nathan! Not, it's, it's not on my phone. Oh, of course, I closed the tab. Wow! Well Very done. Good. Very it was good. the fact you said you're getting confused for English, and I was thinking, well, it's going to be Matt Ritchie or Ryan Fraser. They're the only two names in my head, and I thought, well, Matt Ritchie's more of a wing back, so I'm going to go Ryan Fraser. <laughs> it is Ryan Fraser. When you said Sam Maximum, Tim, I was like, oh, if you only had asked, is new, is, does he play for Newcastle? That would have really helped you. But uh, yeah, no, that's I, I would never have guessed that in a million years. That's all right. So next, next question. Okay, next question. So one Tim, nil to um, Nathan. To Nathan, you get to ask the next question for the next player. Is this player English? Yes. Are you sure? Just, just double check. Yes, I'm 100 percent sure. Okay. Do I do I take a punt punt here again? Just why not? Okay. So it's still bottom half of the table, yeah. Yep. Okay. So this player's English. Imagine if I get this now, though. Is this player... I'm going to shoot it. Is this player Conor Gallagher? <laughs> no! Oh. <laughs> no! I like the uh, the attempt, though. Really going all the yeah, way you have to in. Shoot, you have to shoot it. Yeah, he's shooting his shot. Does this team... Mm-hmm. Does this player play for... Uh, team with a yellow home kit. No. There's only one team that have a yellow home kit in there. Watford. Watford and oh Norwich. Norwich yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, oh, I was going to say does the team play in London, but you've now just taken out Watford. Um, probably should have asked that one instead. Yeah. Does this? team's badge have blue in it yes There's, mm, okay I don't know that they whittled it down even more if it needed yeah I've whittled it down to five teams <laughs> for about seven it's <laughs> <laughs> a great question <laughs> I like the thought process of these two they're really thinking this Tim really knows he's Tim, under the Tim's cosh. really look at him he really knows he has to answer this one right is there an animal in that team's crest? Let me just look at the thingies again. Um, okay, so you've got bird, bee, lion, nothing in Technically, Edmonton, no. Nothing in Leeds. Technically, no. What do you mean, technically, no? No, because from the, from the, from the badge, no. Okay, well, okay, so, so there's, there's lines. Okay, so there's Newcastle have an animal, Norwich The answer team. is no. I'm I'm certain of it. If there is, then it's some kind of st stupid little one. But no. okay, okay. So that's it's Everton or Leeds, has to be because Burnley have an animal in theirs as well. So it's Everton or Leeds, and it's an English player. <laughs> yeah. This is your turn. It's your turn, Nathan. I'm tr I'm just trying to think who who both teams have. He's really English. trying to answer this question. As soon as he Does can. this player play under Marcelo Bielsa? <laughs> <laughs> no. Is it Theo Walcott? No. 
That's your last. This is this, these are your this last is guesses. That was, that was fourth. Yeah, this is my yeah. fourth. Yeah, these are your last guesses. No, this is my fourth. This is my fourth. And then it's Tim. And then it's me. Oh again. yeah, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so it's an Everton player who's English. Is this player Jordan Pickford? Ding 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 ding! Nathan again with the big dub. Two nil to Nathan. Clean sheet. Nathan with a clean sheet. Nathan, how are you feeling after the performance? I'm feeling. Are we not going on to a third? Is that it? Game over. What you? You Game want Game over. He oh. can't come back from that. Oh, you know what? I'll I'll take this. Unless, unless you're willing goal. to get double or nothing. No, I'm. I don't want to do that. Yeah, no. That's <laughs> I'm taking my winning. Run in then. <laughs> and also Siri just decided to go Siri's crazy. And Siri's answering questions for us as well. Wow. So Nathan is uh, joined top with Tim, which yeah, one, means that one each. one each. I think I'm ahead on goal difference because Tim won 2-1, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, so. technically, yeah. Goal difference. So um, Nathan is up top, which means uh, the next week is going to be uh, Nathan versus Ty, uh, which is going to be an exciting one. Can you guys remind me to find players, please? Oh, of course. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll message you after you send the next pod. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, just a, just a quick shout out. There won't actually... Uh, be a recording next week this is technically next week's episode so um this is why there might not be any content which is why we quickly i mean quickly uh have to go through two weeks of predictions ty we already got yours because we got yours last week just in case you weren't here um, we'll get I'll, you to I'll say read them to you yeah. yeah 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 you can read them out loud and if you want to change them you can so this um, is for match week 15 so yeah match week match week 15 this week and then afterwards we'll do match week 16 which is the following week um just because of tim's december holiday Somehow he's he's managed to get. Um, you guys should try it. You guys, <laughs> I'm telling you guys. Okay, so kick off for match week 15 is tomorrow. It's West Ham v Chelsea in the lunchtime game. Um, Ty, you can go first. Uh, West Ham one, Chelsea two. West Ham two one. Oof. Uh, Chelsea th- three, West Ham one. Newcastle Burnley. Two two. Newcastle. Um, we'll get the first dub. Uh, I'm gonna say two one to Newcastle. I'm gonna say one one. Southampton Brighton. Southampton one Brighton two. Mm. Uh, Brighton one nil. I'm going to go Southampton 2-1. Uh, Wolves-Liverpool. You can tell who's prepared about these predictions more than anyone else because I already have mine here. 2-2, uh, Wolves and Liverpool. Wow. Audacious. Liverpool score, but they also concede. Nathan? I'm going Liverpool 3, Wolves nil. I'm going 3-1 Liverpool. Watford-Man City. What was got some big results? Oof, recently, you know, so. before this, I put it as uh, Watford zero, Manchester City five, but I'm changing my tone at the moment, <laughs> and I think one. I'm going to change it to a three-one win for Man City. I think Watford have used up all their all their good goodness now against United and Chelsea, so I think it's gonna they're going to slip a little bit here, but it's not going to be massive. Three uh, nil, Man City. Four-two, Man City. Uh, Leeds, Brentford? Leeds 2, Brentford 1. Come on, Bielsa. About time you backed them for once. Um, I'm going to go Leeds 1, Brentford 2. I think Brentford's been found out. Um, I just think Leeds can't score. But who do you think is going to win? So. 0-0. Man United, Crystal Palace. Ooh, this was before Regnick was appointed when I made this prediction. I think we thought... I you thought made it, it on Tuesday. Day. Yeah, but I thought he was going to have to wait for his uh, paperwork and stuff. So I thought Carrick would be there for at least another week. So I think... But I still think Crystal Palace have th- have this in the bag. Mm, I think it's going to be a 2-1 to Crystal Palace. Let's go. Let's go. 3-2 Man United. Uh, I'm going 2-0 Man United. You have a lot of confidence in that defence. Spurs, Norwich. <laughs> I just thought I'd come on this podcast a little bit just to say my prediction of Harry Kane not scoring so goals far so good. continues to be yeah. going very well for me. If he misses another chance, hey, look, 
I feel very good about if this. If if he, he we lose this bet, um, this will be your one and only good prediction all season long. Um, I think there's been other ones that I've I said. I don't think on so. Here, anyway, what's your what's your what's your prediction? I, I do still think Tottenham might are going to win this, so I think Tottenham are going to win two one. No, I've been renowned for backing Norwich City, and I'm going to continue to back Norwich City. Um, oh. I'm going to back. I'm just joking. Spurs <laughs> two Norwich nil. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't keep it. I think. Norwich has been really well organised the last three weeks. Mm. Having said that, Conte's really shored up the, the defence for Spurs. I don't know what happened in the Conference Cup, but yeah. um, in the league they've been pretty good. The Conference Cup, I forgot that. Was it whatever it's called? You know, yeah. you know what I mean. The Conference yeah. League or whatever it yeah. is. Yeah, uh, the one that nobody cares. One, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the one that's also the on one that day. Spurs are clearly overqualified for, yet <laughs> still don't do very well in. Um, Wait, didn't they? Aren't they like possibly out? I don't, don't know. They have to, I think they have to win their next game to um, still be in a chance to, to qualify. N- I don't think Norwich is going to score. So, unfortunately, as much as I want you know, Norwich to go up, stay up, it is going to be 1-0 Spurs. Nice, nice. Uh, Villa-Leicester? Uh, that one is going to be a 1-1. Leicester, 2-1. Leicester-Villa, 2-2. Uh, and then end of match day 15, Everton, Arsenal. I'm going Everton. No, I'm not going to go Everton. I lied. Uh, I'm going Arsenal 2-0. I think Arsenal is trying to find their shooting boots, but they're still conceding. Uh, they, they've kind of opened up their conceding chances. And um, Did you watch the United game? I didn't watch, but I watched the highlights. I watched the beginning of it. Um, and then I literally stopped watching it when the first goal went in, which was sad. Um, so I think I'm going to go for a Arsenal win, 2-1 of Everton. I think Everton are just struggling uh, right now because Pickford just uh, just can't play for Everton. 3-2 Arsenal. Nice, nice. So that's match week 15. Uh, we'll do match week 16 now as well because by the time we record episode 16, based on our schedule, that should be the night of match day 17, which is the midweek game. So jump straight into match day 16 then. Uh Brentford against Watford kicks us off on Friday night. Uh, I'm going to go for a Watford. Oh, no, this two is a one. London derby, isn't it? 2-1 Watford. You're going 2-1 Watford? 1-1. One, one. I'm going to go 1-1 one, one as well. 1-1. One, one. Um, Man City Wolves? I want City are always bad against Wolves. 2-1 Wolves. I want a City L back-to-back. Let's go. What is it with teams coming up against, like, tough teams the next week as well it always seems you get like Liverpool, Chelsea, Man City in succession doesn't it yeah yeah. Um, yeah, no I don't see Wolves coming out from this Uh, 3-1 Man City 2-1 Man City Arsenal, Southampton 2-1 Southampton they struggle against them bold bold of you Um, Arsenal 3-1 Arsenal 2-1 Chelsea Leeds. Here we go. Ty, where are your allegiances? Wow. Come on. There's only one team I can ever support against Norwich. even a great manager. Norwich. In this case, I'm going to support Everton. I mean, of course, it's got to be Chelsea 3, Leeds nil. I was going to say the exact same thing. Chelsea 3, Leeds nil. I suppose it really depends on how you know Chelsea's squad depth will be by yeah, then. D- yeah, it depends on the injuries. Like, who comes back? Um, Unless you've been playing, um, you know... I'm going to be a Bielsa hater and go Chelsea 5 nil. <laughs> Uh, Liverpool Aston Villa. I think it's gonna be a tight game, but I think Liverpool are gonna win this one now. It's obviously Gerrard's return to Anfield as well. Yeah, did you not see what he says? Um, I'm gonna go Liverpool three nil. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go something like that. Liverpool three, Aston Villa one. Uh, and then the evening game, Norwich Man United at Carrow Road. I think uh, Norwich may have batted one three. You just know against the defence, Norwich is going to score. Uh, let's go 2 for Man United. Norwich 1, Man United 1. Draw, draw, draw. Brighton Spurs. Brighton 1, Tottenham 2. 0-0. Is that Harry Kane double? 
think it's an ongoing thing that Young Ming's Oh, yeah. Uh, does own goal count in our bet? No, because it's Harry Kane. I feel like it should. Oh, well, if he scores then he's own net. Yeah, 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 yeah. If he scores three own goals, then Yeah, hey, then. look. You never know. No, 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 no. Okay, uh, I'm going Spurs three, Brighton one. Burnley, West Ham. West Ham three, Burnley nil. I'm going West Ham two, Burnley nil. Ooh. 2-1 West Ham Leicester Newcastle 1-1 Two, 2-1 Leicester oh, I was going to say that Tim 2-1 Leicester 2-1 Leicester uh, and the last game Crystal Palace against Everton 0-0 2-1 Crystal Palace 2-2 done and then match day 17 will be on the next day we record. So we'll just have to do that very quickly before the games kick off. Yeah. Um, but that's episode 15. Done in the bag. Another milestone gone. 20 up next. And then, before you know, we're at a quarter of a century. Look at that. Look, at that. Look how far we shine. If we record regularly. You say if like we don't. We should have results about the hurricane bet in four weeks. Yeah. If, in four if episodes time. have like lies and jobs. And this is our full-time gig. Maybe we could record. <laughs> if, if, if Tom know, contributed man. something to this podcast, I don't know, man. We've we've if got Nathan we've got lives live so He's far away from all of us. Hey, look, if Tim gave us the episodes to upload. <laughs> hey, I don't know what you guys are on about. Like, I've been here for every single episode. Also, also, before yeah. before we we, we we end the show, I just want to say a big shout out because I know Spotify is doing their congratulatory like uh, here's your like your recap of all the podcasts you listen to, and I want to give a big shout out to Jess. Uh, she's been listening to our podcast and it is the number one most listened podcast. Oh, wow, Jess. This year. And uh, she showed me that and Jess I was just like, yes, Jess K. Oh, and Jess K. I was K. very much like, wow, I was very much touched that, you know, we would be someone's number one podcast of the year. So, Jess, this is for you. We should do an episode on Eastern European football. I need, to, I need to. We need to see A Rays as well. I wonder if we're on A Rays because he he claims he's our biggest fan, but now he might not be. Well, Ooh, a- Adam, you need to listen to our episodes twice each each yeah, week. A Ray, we we want proof that we're your top podcast yeah. of the year. No, but he might be using uh, Apple Podcasts as well. It should still tell you at some point, right? I'm pretty sure Apple will at some point. I I don't I don't think it does. Yeah, this is one of the reasons why people. I think it. we should do an episode on Eastern European football. If Jessica's our top I'm, fan, I'm down for that. Yeah. yeah. Let's let's talk some topical. Did football. she say she was a Chelsea fan? She said she was a also year. a Liverpool fan. So oh my I'm goodness! Not really sure worst. Where she Jess, lands. I, I, I she's like Drake. She has a <laughs> she has a picture with everyone. So when that team wins, no, nah, I'm just kidding, Jess. I'm just kidding. You're thank you very comes much. Comes in full support. kit of whoever's doing well. <laughs> well, on that note, thank you, Jess. On that note, thank you, thank you, Jess. Thank you, everyone, everyone who listens. has supported us yep. uh, this year for a relatively new podcast. Dude, uh, we're still, we're we're still massive. a whole month. Until the end of the year. Yeah, yeah. we're not massive, but we, you know, we we've got listeners, and that's the main thing. We do it, we have fun, and people seem to enjoy it. So, love you all. Makes it all worthwhile. Uh, thank you for making the year so far a good one, and we'll see you all in episode sixteen. We'll see you all later. Oh, I need to keep stop doing that. Bye.